we need to do? What do we need to, to behave like? What do we need to, to, to get done to be able to walk in the space of the supernatural? As we continue this now, uh, Pastor Micah in the previous session unpacked that, well, how is it that I can use the power of the Holy Spirit to stay in God's will? Did you get that? We, we're here just to obey the Holy Spirit. That's, that's how we can simply make sure that we are always in the will of God. Because the Holy Spirit is always directing us back to the will of God. So therefore, if we are listening to the Holy Spirit, we will always have will and purpose in our lives. I want to say to you today that if you are finding that you are struggling with purpose in your life, you are probably not communing with the Holy Spirit as often as you should. If you're not receiving direction, if you're not receiving momentum, if you're feeling like your life is in a space of mediocrity, the Holy Spirit is pushing you from mediocrity into the presence of the Most High God. Let me tell you something. While you're in the presence of the Most High God, standing in His courtroom, in His room, in His throne room, there will be nothing mediocre about your thought process. So if you're feeling mediocre... Simply ask the Holy Spirit to show you into the throne room, to show you the Father. Humble yourself. Stop thinking like an adult. In fact, here's the deal, and I, I think I prayed this over quite a few of you in the last session or the session before last, was, was stop thinking as much. We've got somebody in our church that always says, think about it. We want to say, don't think about it. Just let the Holy Spirit do what He's got to do, and you'll see that your life picks up and begins to operate in the will of God. You cannot listen to the Holy Spirit and not be in the full and perfect and acceptable will of God. If you want the will of God to work in your life, and you've been praying, Father, what is your purpose for me? What is your will for me? Just turn and start praying to the Holy Spirit for a moment. Holy Spirit, show me the Father. And you know what the Holy Spirit's going to do? He's going to show you Jesus. Because if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. And Jesus is saying things to you like, you are going to do greater things than I am. Okay, Holy Spirit, enough. <laughs> Just that revelation is enough to boggle your mind for a month or a lifetime. Just that, I am going to be able to achieve more things than the Messiah while he was walking on the earth. Man. How? Holy Spirit, how? A couple of years ago, I asked that question to the Holy Spirit. And he revealed to me, and over many years started putting into place in me and exposing me to things that would shape me and mold me and create in me a desire to show me ways of how I can help other ministries take the gospel to millions. Because of what He showed me and how He shaped me, I know that I've been instrumental in reaching more people with the gospel than the Messiah did. I'm not bragging. I'm walking out the prophetic word that I would do more than the Messiah would. 
I'm not bragging. It's the Holy Spirit in me. I used to come home from workplace and sit down with Leanne and go, how did I come up with that? The Holy Spirit. I was sitting in rooms where I was the only one that wasn't qualified in any way to be in that room. And yet the whole room was asking me for answers. And I'm in the back of my mind going, Holy Spirit, you better come through. <laughs> you put me there. You better provide me some very good PowerPoint slides for this meeting. So I'm not bragging. I'm just saying when you turn to the Holy Spirit and you make yourself available, the will of God will hit you on the upside of the head and turn your life upside down for a good way. But you see, we need to be continually in that process of being willing to have revelation in our lives. Because as soon as we get to a place, well, let's pray and read the scripture and then we'll get into the message. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 is where we're going to go, but let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that we just receive this discussion about the will of God in our lives, your will in our lives. Holy Spirit, that is what we seek. Whether it's the will for healing, whether it's the will for reconciliation, whether it's the will, you're going to reveal exactly how we're going to walk out this will of God in our lives. And so, Father, we ask for that word to be underlined in our minds right now. Reveal. Revelation. We want to see open door. We want to see open scrolls. We want to see face to face with you. We want to have complete revelation of your will in our lives. Amen. Amen. Let's read a scripture quickly and then I'll ask a question. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7 says this. Each believer, anybody in the room not a believer, it's okay if you want to raise your hand. Anybody not, you don't believe in Jesus. I just think that Jesus stinks. Oh, I love Jesus, but I'm, I, I'm not sure. Anybody in the room like that? Okay, so this scripture is for you then. You've just laid yourself a trap. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit. Turn to your friend, your partner, your neighbor, the person behind you saying, I am a believer. I have continuous revelation from the Holy Spirit. How many of you felt like that second statement was a little bit of a lie? The first one was easy. I'm a believer. But that continual relationship or that revelation by the Holy Spirit, well, that's a difficult one. Here's the deal, guys. Listen to me carefully. Satan the devil robs, steals, and destroys by taking your attention away from the Holy Spirit. If you are battling with continual revelation by the Holy Spirit into your life, it means Satan's got you distracted. Because he knows that if you are getting revelation from the Holy Spirit, you are getting revelation of who the Christ is. And if you're getting revelation of who the Christ is, you're getting revelation of who the Father is. And he knows that if you are standing in the throne room of God, no distraction is going to take you away from the wonder of the Holy Spirit. Am I making sense? Because when I'm sitting on the Father's lap, let me tell you something, depression is the last thing I'm thinking about. When I'm sitting on the Father's lap, my bank account is the last thing on my mind. When I'm sitting on the Father's lap, that ailment that I have in the flesh is the last concern of my life. 
And all Satan wants to do is get you out of continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit so that you are not being pointed to the Christ, so that you're not sitting on the Father's lap, and all of these things come flooding over you and flooding over you and flooding over you. And instead of continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit towards the Father, you get continued revelation of the worries and stresses and strife of this life. And strife will eat you up and spit you out. Anger will turn you into something that is bitter. And the Holy Spirit knows you're a believer and is trying to reveal and trying to reveal. But the callous hardness of your heart, Satan's one. You want to know why you're still walking with that ailment? Because you've stopped seeking the continual revelation of the Holy Spirit around that issue. Maybe you get a moment where you're excited about the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Oh, we had, we had supernatural, and, and I had this moment where, wow, it was pretty cool. I felt the Holy Spirit tickle the back of my neck. Great. That's fantastic. Let me tell you something. When the Holy Spirit touches you, it's more than a tickle. We don't need these moments of supernatural activity like a seismic graph in our lives. Isaiah chapter 40 says he's going to take the highs of your seismic Holy Spirit activity, the lows of your seismic Holy Spirit activity, and he's going to make a flat plane out of them. It's going to become normal for you to have continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Micah caught me coming out of the restroom speaking in tongues this evening. Yes, I can speak in tongues while I'm using the restroom. Is that okay with you? I'm all about continuous revelation in the Holy Spirit. You see, I don't believe that the Holy Spirit comes on and goes off. That scripture says that I will have revelation by the Holy Spirit. Here's the deal. To benefit not just myself, but all. Right. So here's the deal. If your relationship with God, this is going to be tight, so buckle up. If your relationship with God and your revelation with the Holy Spirit is not at a place where it's benefiting somebody else, it's not a true revelation of the Holy Spirit. You might have all the Holy Spirit and all of Jesus and all of God the Father himself on the inside of you. If it's not benefiting somebody else, it's useless. So all that Bible study that you were doing to prop yourself up, kind of wasted. But if you were doing that Bible study to benefit yourself so that you could be a benefit to somebody else, well, now it's a different story. And you see, here's the difference. Revelation is the enemy of religion. Revelation is the enemy of religion. You see, religion will get you to do a deed to make yourself feel better. But the only person that can make me feel better is a continual revelation with the Holy Spirit because He's directing me to the Father's lap, and that's the best place to feel better. Am I making sense? Religion will get me to do a set of tasks to make sure I've done them. So I can walk into church and look down my nose at those who haven't. Here's the deal. 
when we look for spikes and drop dips and troughs in our relationship with God, when we look for these high supernatural moments that we all get, when we look for those highs and we live off those highs, what happens when we're not on a high? We crash. And Satan steps in and goes, ha, they're not at supernatural. Let's move in. They're not, they're not on fire for the Holy Spirit right now. Let's move in. You see, we need to seek a way of getting out of these highs. Getting to a high is religious. I can only feel the Holy Spirit when I go to that place. I can only feel the Holy Spirit when Pastor Zach, Pastor Craig, or Pastor Micah speaks. That's lies from the devil to get you out of continuous revelation with the Holy Spirit for your benefit of yourself and for others. Revelation will always conquer religion. And if you are living a life, and I'm not talking about a specific religious organization or a specific religious sect or a specific religious way of doing things. I got reprimanded last night because I joked about that. But I'm talking about when religion, law, becomes your thing. I've got to read my Bible before 6.15 a.m., otherwise I'm a sinner. I've got to go and do this. I've got to go and show I'm, I'm working at the soup kitchen today because that's what Jesus asked me to do. Been doing it for 42 years. Those people just keep on coming. I wish they would just stop. Oh, come on. I'm not the only one who's fallen out of continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit for the benefit of myself and for others. And so when we get to a place of this rule-based, this law-based life, you're lacking revelation of the Holy Spirit. Because when we sit on the Father's knee, I'm in complete freedom, not bondage. The path to freedom is continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit. That was big, guys. You, I, you gave more preaching back to Pastor Micah in the previous session than you're getting for that. But the, the way we look at life is that if you have ever sat down and gone through a process of serving God rule-based, you've knocked out the continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit in your life. Here's the deal. We have even made rules in the church to strip out the Holy Spirit and any manifestation. We've taken scriptures. There has to be law and order in the church. And there's no joy. Why? Because joy is on the knee of the Father. Uh, and there's no peace. Well, the, the peace is on the knee of the Father. And the way to the Father is the continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit. And so if we are seeking anything that is on the knee of the Father, anything, we need some revelation by the Holy Spirit. And here's the deal. When you get revelation of the Father, trust me, you will not be able to keep it to yourself. Tomorrow night when I ask for some testimonies, you're not going to be able to keep it to yourself, right? Because you have had a revelation of the Holy Spirit either last night or tonight that means that you have been given it and the way that you can properly express that is not just to accept that it's for the benefit of yourself, but to accept that it's for the benefit of somebody else. If you want to express 
the joy of being on the Father's knee, you're going to have to express it to somebody else. What are you going to do? Go home and schizophrenically talk to yourself. And so when we have a look at that scripture, understand that that revelation of being with the Holy Spirit is all about, here's the deal, reading your Bible. Oh, but isn't that a, isn't that a task? Isn't that religious? No. You see, when you read the Bible for continuous revelation from the Holy Spirit, it's actually being, and par, being part of walking with, having dealings with the Holy Spirit himself. When you crack that Bible open and you start saying, Holy Spirit, reveal to me, it is a Holy Spirit moment, not a religious task. Now, make sense? I can read Leviticus and find the Lord. I can read Deuteronomy and admire the Father if I do it through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Don't you dare open up the Bible and say, my Bible reading plan has asked me to open the Bible today. You religious, unrevealed, off the knee of the Father Christian. Ouch! But if you crack open that Bible because the Holy Spirit can reveal something to you and something to, for somebody else. Remember, the two are attached. You can't do the one without the other. I can't get a word from the Lord and go, oh, that was just so special. I'm going to keep that to myself. That was wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm whole, I'm complete, and I have my eternity. I don't care about anybody else around me. Can you see the Holy Spirit speaking like that? Not a chance. So why is it that this preacher has to beg you to bring a word? Why is it that people have to encourage you to share your faith? Because if I'm in continual revelation by the Holy Spirit, I have to do it for the benefit of myself and others. It's not all others. It's and others. So whenever I'm reading the Bible, I'm getting revelation. I'm not just reading. Can I say that again? When you read the Bible, you're not just reading. You're getting revelation. You're getting revelation of the path to the Father's knee. And what awaits you there? Healing, freedom from bondage, peace, joy, love, forgiveness, lack of resentment. Complete healing from the ailment that's been dogging me in the flesh for 80 years, 70 years, 50 years. And all I need is some revelation from the Holy Spirit. And all I need is not just revelation from the Holy Spirit, but an opportunity to express that to somebody else. You see, the Holy Spirit's not just going to give you revelation. He's going to give you an opportunity to share the revelation. That's when the revelation actually happens. For those of you who say, but Craig, I, I open up the Bible and I beg the Holy Spirit every day to show me what, why am I reading Numbers? Please, Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus, before I have to get to chapter, chapter 3. Oh, come on. If, we, if we're opening up that Bible and you're reading your Bible, really asking the Holy Spirit to show you something, trust me, it doesn't happen at the moment of reading. It happens at the moment of sharing. Can I say that again? Your revelation by the Holy Spirit doesn't just happen when it benefits you. 
It's got to, it'll happen when it benefits you and then goes on and benefits somebody else. All believers are in continuous revelation for benefit of themselves and others. The benefit only comes when it's for others. So read Revelation. Sit in your quiet time and go, huh? It's okay. Because you close that Bible that day and you go out and all of a sudden somebody says something to you and you go, hmm. You know, Jesus says that if we're lukewarm, he'll spit us out. I better get on, on fire here with this person because I don't want to be lukewarm. Holy Spirit, reveal to me what I need to say and what I need to do. Now, what you read in Revelation has now become an action, an interaction that's for the benefit of yourself and others. And now the revelation drops into your heart. Now the Holy Spirit reveals to you in a word of knowledge what to say to that person, in a word of wisdom what to say to that person, how to lay hands and how to pray for that person. Why? Because you allowed the revelation of the Holy Spirit to benefit you even though you didn't understand it and you sought an opportunity to share it. And now the revelation happens. There are very few people that read Scripture and go, oh, revelation, 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 as they're reading. There are a whole lot more people who read and go, huh? And then the Holy Spirit brings up an opportunity for that huh to become an aha. Amen? So stop reading your Bible looking for revelation and get out there and take the Bible to others for the benefit and have more revelation. Am I making sense? We come to meetings and we go, oh, I need healing. Didn't get it. Didn't have enough faith. And all the Lord is wanting you to do is get a revelation of His healing, which I hope and pray that you've already had, because it says in Scripture many times that Jesus came to heal you. You might have read that and gone, huh? But when you actually get to church, and on your way to the meeting, the same meeting I was telling you the other night about, on the way to that meeting, you're saying to the Lord, don't bring me someone in a wheelchair, Lord. I've never prayed for somebody in a wheelchair. I don't want to pray. Please do not. I, I'm a paramedic. I know what's going on in that body. Anything else, Lord? Anything else? Skin disease? Not a problem. I'll touch it. No dream will touch me and live. I'll, I'll even pray for dandruff, Lord. But not someone in a wheelchair. And that day, God gives you the scripture that he quotes in Isaiah that says, I will lift up those who are downtrodden and they will walk and run and not be. And you go to the meeting going, okay, Lord, that's fine. That's fantastic. It must mean that I'm going to take up those who are emotionally downtrodden. And as you get up to speak, five rows back, there's a lady sitting in the wheelchair and the Lord says, it's time. And you preach for three hours just in case the ministry means that, that I'm just hoping that lady's going to go to sleep before I get to ministry. And the Lord makes that lady come forward. And you, as they're coming forward, you're going, uh-uh, Lord, not me. Please, Lord Jesus, can an elder come up and pray for this woman? And she gets there, and she walks back to her seat. When I received the word, and I was reading my Bible that day, I got a big, huh? Not me, Lord. Anybody ever had that? 
You will go to the nations. No, <laughs> that's fine. I'll phone my brother in Scotland and I'll, that's me going to the nations. And you go, huh? And then you are too afraid to go to the Holy Spirit for Him to reveal the opportunity for you to share the revelation because you know that when that happens, that's when the prophetic word starts reaching fulfillment. You see, 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, all scripture is beneficial for this, for that, and for the other. So in other words, if the beneficial word is where we receive continual revelation from the, Holy Script, from the Holy Spirit, and the beneficial word is attached to being in Scripture, well, then the Holy Spirit is revealing through Scripture. Am I making sense? You all looked at me and went, huh? I'm not reading the Bible, yeah? Beneficial is linked to being in the word and having continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit. So one plus one equals two. Being in the Word means continual revelation of the Holy Spirit. But don't think that you have to get a big Holy Spirit revelation every time you read Scripture. Read the Scripture and then tell the Holy Spirit, all right, show me the opportunity for that to benefit somebody else. And watch God drop the revelation moment into your life, instant healing from depression, so you can instant heal somebody else from depression over here. Am I making sense? Don't be coming to meetings looking for the Holy Spirit. Look for opportunity to share the word and see the continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit. When we have a look at that, that'll free us from law-based bondage to deeds to conjure up the Holy Spirit. Oh, I was in that space. I even used smoke machines to conjure up the Holy Spirit. Smoke machines, the right music, the right lighting in the room. Everybody had to come in candles lit singing Kumbaya in G. And then the Holy Spirit would come. We've got preachers all over the world that believe that, the, oh, the Holy Spirit just coming to the room on the right over here. Of, oh, 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 he's gone. You don't have to conjure up the Holy Spirit. You just need to read your Bible and look for opportunity to share it with somebody. Period. I don't have to have a big all fall down moment. If that happens, hallelujah, that's awesome. If I have to have a big revelation moment, that's fantastic. That's great. That's the Lord just solidifying you along the journey towards His knee. Here's the deal. If continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit is actually continuous salvation, I need to repent because as a preacher, I've told congregations that you can't be born again, 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 again. Let me tell you something. There's a little piece of my flesh that's receiving continuous revelation and it's being born again into the Spirit daily. Oh, come on. Oh, you were in that situation. You received Jesus. That's just the start of the process of the flesh being daily baptized into the Holy Spirit, of daily revelation. And you know what? As you grow in your revelation of the Holy Spirit, don't you become a better person? Well, isn't that for the benefit of others? You with me? So don't think that you stop at the cross. Don't think you stop in the tank. Being born again is giving up as much of your flesh as you possibly can today for the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what you need to do with it, baptize it in the Spirit, so that you can become a better person and be a better person to others. Now I'm walking in the Holy Spirit. I'm not walking in the Holy Spirit if I'm Katanda da Kadada da Kawasaki and Suzuki-ing all over the place. 
If that's your thing, great. God given us this beautiful gift of tongues and we're going to deal with it. But that doesn't make you more spiritual. I've got Nigerian pastors, and trust me, I can preach like a Nigerian pastor if you want to. They believe that there's more Holy Spirit when you take out your credit card than if you keep it in your back pocket. I've got Nigerians, you'll shout demons out of you that you didn't even know existed. I've got preachers, friends, that believe that God is deaf. Come out! Where are we going? The Holy Spirit just wants you to be in the Bible, humble, letting Him guide you to opportunities to share the Bible. That's it. That's what we're committing to by living a life of the supernatural. That's it. But it's easier for us to come into a room like this where everybody's Kawasaki-ing and Suzuki-ing and say that that makes us Holy Spirit-filled. Because I surely don't want to get out there and share the Holy Spirit with the, for the benefit of others. But that's where the revelation's going to happen. That's where the healing's going to happen. That's where the prophetic word's going to be shared. That's where the word of knowledge is going to change lives. Not Kawasaki-ing and Suzuki-ing in the church. Not weeping and the gnashing of teeth. I'm not saying any of this is wrong. But if we make rules out of that, aren't we making Holy Spirit worship religion? The law is pretty simple. Get revelation of the Holy Spirit from the Scriptures and find any opportunity to share it with somebody else. And then you are operating in a life of the supernatural. Because let me tell you something. When you do that, according to Acts chapter 2, signs and wonders will follow you. Signs and wonders will be the order of the day when the Word of God is breaking open lives, changing marriages, resurrecting people from the dead, and casting out demons. That is what's going to do all of that, isn't it? The sharing of the Word of God. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 4, I mean, sorry, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 4, says that at that moment of revelation, listen to this now, this is Scripture talking, at the moment of revelation, God joins his witness with yours. God attaches his story to yours. God attaches you to him. That's what happens at Revelation. And we say when we come into the room sometimes, oh, the presence of God was right there, I felt it. Yeah? That's because God's busy attaching story to you. His story. That's when he's actually saying, come sit on my knee. At the moment of revelation, that's when our story attaches to God's story. What's God's story that attaches to your story? How does that happen? When you believe that God's story for your life is true. And you start living your story with His story attached. Come on now. His story attaches to your story when your flesh starts believing that the spirit man's already healed. Now your story and his story get attached. And now you're not walking around grumpy and depressed anymore. Now you become beneficial for others. Because now people look at you and go, what happened to you? Well, I got some of his story in my story. In other words, you had some revelation. 
the Holy Spirit took you to a scripture that even though you didn't understand it right then and there, He then led you. You were humble enough, like a child, to believe the story even though you didn't understand it. Believe the story even though you didn't understand it. And then all of a sudden you're in a situation at work, you're in a situation at school, you're in a situation where all of a sudden that scripture that you read three weeks ago jumps to your mind and you go, that's what that scripture means for me. That's what it means for me. That's what it means that I need to use for the benefit of others. And in that moment, God's story joins with your story and signs and wonders happen. Come on now. That just takes the pressure off. I don't have to cover Saki and Suzuki. I'm cool. I don't have to lay hands. That's good. Trust me. Have some revelation of the Holy Spirit in your life and you'll want to cover Saki and Suzuki and you will want to lay hands. Because that will be a sign and a wonder of who and what you are. Amen? I hope you got something out of that.